I was a uh, practicing clinician working in a home health agency model. I wasn't allowed to dose my patients as per best practice guidelines. So I said, there's gotta be a way to do this better. My, my grandmother and my grandfather, I started seeing them going in and out of long-term care. It started personal seeing the sick side of 80, and now it's been exciting to be part of Fox. Light bulb moment, like that's a complete game changer. You can see what we can do as a practice and as treating clinicians to really make 80, 85 look so much different than it did back that long ago. And boil it down into one say, it's quite simply this, it's be stronger, live better longer. Welcome to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast, the podcast dedicated to clinicians who work with older adults. My name is Jim Shear, and today I am joined by Fox Occupational Therapist, Megan Aponas. Megan, welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Now, we got yeah. into a conversation last week, and I didn't even realize that this was such a big issue within the older adult community, but we were talking about dehydration. And then when you yeah. broke it down, it does make sense and tis the season as we get into summer. So yeah, how absolutely. big of a deal is this? It is interesting because um, when I was starting out as a clinician, I'm on year two of being an occupational therapist and it was never, you know, said, or I didn't really read about it anywhere. It was more like general observation as I saw one, you know, client to the next client to the next all were like you I almost hardly ever saw like a bottle of water next to them or even water in the fridge so then I just started getting curious and I started asking the question of you know do do you drink water or you know do you hydrate and I got a lot of you know knows more just like, oh, well, I drink coffee or I drink soda um, or I don't like water. And that's when I was, you know, started digging a little deeper, doing some more research on the actual, you know, statistics and if this was, you know, a commonly found thing in this population. And it turns out it is. It is because UCLA yeah. did a study. Over 40 <laughs> percent of older adults are underhydrated. Yeah. That is the percentage, if not more, that I see day to day. And, you know, oftentimes when I bring up, you know, anything about water and do you hydrate, um, they'll say, oh, no, you know, my doctor wants me to. So it's not like they're not being necessarily told. But what I found is I don't know. I mean, and I'm sure that they're given some explanation, but there definitely is like an under education there's a gap missing where, you know, once I kind of sit people down and ask them, you know, why don't you drink water or were you ever, you know, told or did you ever hear about growing up, you know, that you should drink water? And I think that that's just kind of like a generational gap. I don't know if it just wasn't really focused or addressed like it is today. I think now today we all really, really know the importance of hydration. Yes. It's kind of well talked about. Um, and I'm sure, you know, social media and all the different modes of communication that have developed over time have something to do with that. But there's definitely like just a lack of general knowledge on, you know, 
the benefits of being hydrated, but also the risks of being dehydrated. Right, because you are writing an article. Well, you wrote an article for our website, foxrehab.org. Look under the link, Fresh Fox Content. And you said that it basically wasn't a thing. Like you just said, when people were growing up, it wasn't like, hey, you got to stay hydrated. It wasn't ingrained in them like I feel like it is for us or my kids. Yeah, and one thing that, you know, we kind of discussed was you had asked, does the thirst sensation decrease as people age, which it does. But what I found is, you know, they've just never drank water. It's not like they drank water their whole lives. And now that they're older, they don't hydrate as much. It's like they've just never had that habit or, you know, routine ingrained in their lifestyle. It's wild to think about because when I take my kids to the park, I feel like they're asking for a drink every two seconds. Mm -hmm. So... When you were initially treating older adults, was it more of an observation? Like, how come there's no water around here? Or were there actual symptoms related to dehydration? I think part, I think it was a little bit of both. I think part of it would be like, if I had someone where we were working on balance or upper body strengthening, like we could go a whole session without even a request for a sip of water. And then I started to be like, hey, do you want to keep a bottle of water next to you? You know, like, aren't you getting thirsty? We're doing, you know, physical exercise. So part of it was the observation. And then I think other parts were actual. I had a few caregivers kind of stress to me, like the doctor has really, you know, stressed the importance of water and they're just not hydrating. Can you help us implement some strategies to get some more water coming coming through. So I think it was a little bit of both. I think it was observation, but then also hearing more and more caregiver stories or patient stories of primary care physicians recommending they drink water, but no, no uh, carryover at home. All right. So you just said the request was put out to you. Please help. Help yes. them stay hydrated. So yes. how do you do that? Yeah. So And typically once when the caregivers are coming to me for help, those are the people that just, you know, they've already been educated. Mainly, I think one thing that I try to do differently is instead of being like, if you don't drink water, you know, this bad thing. I mean, of course, like I do, I do touch on the risks because they are, you know, sometimes it does take the realization of oh i maybe maybe i'm falling because i'm not hydrated or maybe i always have a uti because i'm not hydrated all right so yeah, Me- megan before you get yeah. into your tips because yeah. you know, like i said it's been like help me megan so <laughs> what are the symptoms of dehydration yeah i mean obviously they vary depending on how how dehydrated we're talking but you know, anywhere from just like general fatigue and feeling lethargic to dizziness, um, all the way up to, you know, like I just kind of touched on chronic UTIs or having falls, um, low energy, it, you know, decreases your circulation. Um, I would imagine headaches are more abundant when you're not hydrated. Yeah. Just kind of all of those things, which I mean, I would say we do see quite a bit of with the older population. And it's not to say it's all attributed to the dehydration, but I think that that is definitely a factor adding into those um, symptoms that we see. So when a caregiver or a family member says, help, 
my loved one, they don't want to drink. They're not drinking. How do you get them to buy into it? Yeah. So I, I start with the, the education on the benefits and the risks, which for the most part, if the caregivers are informed, um, they've already been talked to by a doctor. And then I kind of, you know, usually I get the whole spiel of, I don't like water. I don't like the taste of it. I never drank it. <laughs> I, I, I read that. How do you not like the taste of water? It doesn't taste like anything. I, I think that's the thing. I think because for so long, they never like drank just right. plain water. They're used to very flavorful. It just beverages. it sounds like a stubborn excuse. I, I don't like the taste of water. And I'm sure that's definitely part of it. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, then, you know, who knows? They could be like, oh, I've gotten this far without it. Well, I start now. Um, but it does. I mean, it's even more important as you age because especially, I mean, a lot of older adults are on, you know, X number of medications and without water. It's yes. Just, good point. And, yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's already the risks for dizziness and balance and mm-hmm. fatigue as the medication side effects to begin with. So being hydrated would just, I can only imagine have a positive effect. So once they say, I don't like water, then I try to come up with a plan. Um, there are several different alternatives, I guess. Uh, so you want to look for like flavored drinks. Um, yes. This is like, water. this is why I love OTs because right now you're going into problem solving mode. So you're like, yeah, I've yeah. dropped and in the education component, but now I got to get creative. Yes. Um, and I try, I mean, I try to look too, because I know sometimes um, certain like flavorings or water alternatives can either be like high sodium or high sugar. Um, so obviously it's individual basis based on what we recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely something to consider. You know, you don't want to just give someone a sugar filled sweetener because, you know, if they have diabetes or yeah. if they, um, you know, have high blood pressure and you're pouring all the sodium, all, all those things. So you can't just say like one size fits all drink this. Um, and obviously everyone has different flavor preferences to begin with, but that's usually my next go-to that and sometimes it's not just a lack of motivation to drink water it's just like a cognitive impairment so it's the remembering to hydrate so that's when i will ask for caregiver reminders and um i've even there are some easy google water log monitors it's a visual print it put it on the fridge you check the box as you drink x number of um water you make them accountable. And didn't you yes. say, I think it was you who said that you put a bottle of water in the fridge. So you make it very easy for them yes. to access it. Yeah. And I've even found, so definitely having water on hand, even sometimes the fridge is too far. So just putting it, you know, getting it for them, putting it right next to them or recommending a caregiver puts it right next to them. Sometimes people do better with the small bottles because they just feel more successful after going through one. I've even used like a an Alexa to give verbal reminders, all sorts of different tricks and tools to try to get some more water. That's that's so cool, the big bottle versus the small bottle, because you know the, the workout freaks that come in with like the jug? <laughs> and that is so intimidating to me. But if you yeah. have a smaller bottle, it's easier yeah. to manage. Yeah. And one thing that I found too, is like starting with, I mean, and again, this is just occupational therapy in a nutshell, but starting with realistic goals, 
Yes. So I don't like to come in here and be like, oh, you drink no water. You need to drink 12 bottles today. <laughs> it's obviously the goal is to, I think it's, I, I was doing some research. You're supposed to drink, I think similar to us, about like eight glasses of water a day. Okay. If, it depends on your, depends on your weight. I think it's like a third of your weight in ounces or something like that. Now, when you say glass, around how many ounces are we talking about? So you want to drink one third of your body weight, you want to drink that number of ounces. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you want to drink 50 ounces of water. And I believe in a typical, a typical glass, I think like is eight ounces, um, or like a, a taller Poland Springs is 12 ounces. Yeah. So that would be about, you want to drink like four and a half of those. Cause I think yeah. of, I always equate it to, I probably shouldn't do this, but cans of soda, a, yes. a can of soda is what, like eight ounces or so. twelve, yeah. like some somewhere between like twelve and eight. So if you think of yeah. five cups of water a day, that's not insane. That's doable, right? Right. And I think, I mean, one thing too, though, is what I've noticed again is the sips are much smaller. So to you or I, you know, one glass of water, we could chug half the glass in two sips. But um, again older population, they're swallowing, mm -hmm. um, cognition, just like different things going on. Or, I mean, and again, everyone's different, but if it's small sips dur during each rest break of exercise or activities or walking around, it's like, okay, let's sit and have two or three sips of water. That way, at least in the given hour, uh, just about an hour that we're there, we're going through at least like one of those bottles, hopefully. And they could, I would assume they could knock out a lot of their hydration during meals. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what some, um, we, I've worked with some caregivers to try to get like a bottle done at breakfast. Again, say, you know, around those times too, where they're taking their morning medications, they should be hydrating to begin with. But yeah, definitely at meal times, And uh, like with anything, just structuring it out to just know, you know, stay on track for the day. That way it's not five or six o'clock and they're slamming water because we kind of <laughs> talked about, that's another thing I hear all the time is I'm already in the bathroom 16 times a day. I don't want to get up at night to use the bathroom, you know, but this is something I know it is more prevalent as we age, but I think it's something we, you know, everyone faces with hydration is you really do want to cap it at a certain time, depending on when you go to bed, because yeah, no one wants to be right. interrupted um, four times a night to use the bathroom. That was another question I had. I don't know if you have an answer for it, but yeah. are older adults maybe discouraged in drinking a lot of water because they're afraid that it will fill up their bladder? Yeah, no, definitely. And um, like I said, people, like a lot of old, the older adults are, even though they're not drinking all that much water, they're still in and out of the bathroom frequently. Um, I think a lot of older adults might be on diuretics, which are meant to kind of flush the system to begin with. But again, if you know you're put on a diuretic, but you're not drinking water, it's kind of like what what is the system flushing, and is that just dehydrating right. the person further? And it's typically those are the, the people that are on the diuretics are typically the people that I hear the most that the um, doctors are really you know pushing for that hydration. All right, last question. Because yeah. we are getting into the summer season, the heart of the summer season. Yeah. Uh, is summer the most likely time of year for someone to get dehydrated? I would say yes. I think for the older adults, it's a year-round 
battle, but definitely as the weather gets warmer, you know, if, if even a short walk in the sun to get to and from appointments or to go get lunch with a friend, it's definitely you're going to you're going to be needing more water to kind of replenish everything. All right, you heard that. Stay hydrated, especially in the summer. So we're going to take a quick break and more with Megan when we come back on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. All right, so as we take a quick water break, which is very appropriate on an episode about hydration, I want to let all of you know that this is the season finale of the Live Better Longer podcast. I believe I told you this a few weeks ago that we would go through June, we would take a break, and season five of the Fox Rehabilitation Live Better Longer podcast will kick off in September. And we are already working on the season premiere, and it is a can't-miss episode. I could give you details. Should I? I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm telling you, it is can't miss. It is an extraordinary story. So for the next couple of months, enjoy your summer. Maybe catch up on Live Better Longer podcast episodes that you've missed. And then if you are on a streaming service, your streaming service of choice, uh, make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, leave a message because all of that stuff, I mean, let's face it, it's all about the algorithm. So the more you comment, the more you rate, the higher we go up in the algorithm and the more people can discover us. And I would hope that, you know, a clinician who works with older adult patients that maybe doesn't know about our podcast finds out about it. They could use it as a resource or maybe just use it as affirmation. So, Enjoy your summer. Spend that much needed time with friends and family. And fingers crossed that you can go to at least one cookout this summer. I know some of you might do it every day or every weekend, but if you can go to at least one cookout this summer, I think that's a good thing. Just to get out in that fresh air and have fellowship with your friends and family. And maybe, and maybe discover new friends in the process. So this is the season finale of the Fox Rehabilitation Live Better Longer podcast. Season five will kick off in September. We are back on Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. I am chatting with Fox Occupational Therapist, Megan Aponas, and we've been talking about dehydration. So a couple more questions before you go, because you have to treat patients today. That's what you do. (laughs) Um, Top five liquids someone could drink. Okay. Um, So we start with the, you know, the basic, I like to go for the little bottles because I think they promote that success. Um, And then if they really don't like the the taste of plain water, a lot of people, um, I've noticed drink the ices. I don't know the sugar on that. I think it's zero added sugar. Okay. Um, it's just a flavored water. Um, flavored or, water. Yeah. Or the seltzer waters. Um, seltzer. Kind of no, this is Calm. good. And then even like some of the, um, 
some like pre-made drinks. You just want to like kind of look at the water content. So like I know there are some some of the milks or like pre-made shakes that might have a, a good amount of water in them. Okay. Um, and another I, thing too is just one like, more. I need one more. I think I gave you five. Okay, this isn't a this isn't a liquid, but it's like uh, fruits or vegetables that are high in in water. Count. No, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So we got water, flavored yes. water, yeah. seltzer, pre-made drinks, fruits and vegetables. Five yes. simple, basic ways to stay mm-hmm. hydrated. What about diet drinks? Do you recommend diet drinks? Like diet sodas? Like, yeah, Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi. Um, Again... I would have to kind of like look at the label because I know the diet drinks to your point don't have sugar right. typically, or maybe they do, or it's just zero calories. But so anything that's caffeinated is usually dehydrating. Okay. So like, like coffee and um, sodas, I think typically if it has caffeine, it's a, it has a dehydrating effect. Um, that's good to know. So decaf, yeah. maybe decaf diet. I'd have to really look at the bottle and see if there's, you know, any hydration benefits. Thank you. You're like, I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to give you my yeah, blessing. I, I take yeah, it on I a case by case basis. I really, I really do. I take it on like person by person. Typically I'll, I'll recommend that they go out and try to find something that the person likes. And then I'll kind of take a peek. Um, and, like okay yeah that looks good or oh you you know keep an eye on the sugar or the caffeine or sodium or whatever else could be in it there's a clinician listening right now and they're nodding their head at you they're like yeah (laughs) that megan's a good clinician she's not just giving jim a yes she's like hold hold (laughs) up hold up we take it case by case yeah all right so last question about hydration yeah uh personally what are your favorite drinks i in water and seltzer water. So I actually, good question. As a clinician, I drive house to house. So I have, I don't have it on hand right now, but I have a, um, I think it's a 12 ounce, maybe a 20, 20 ounce water bottle. Yeah, that's and good. And I actually, I am the hardo that keeps a gallon jug in the car. <laughs> So that way, um, you know, most most people don't mind if you fill their water up at their house, but I like to keep it, you know, just to fill between people. Um, that way I always have plenty of water on hand, especially in the summer. And I keep a bottle that keeps ice cold for oh, a long yeah, period Oh, yeah, yeah, no, those are great. Um, but, you know, some people like ice water, some people like room temperature. So, again, just depends on the preference. All right, favorite flavor of seltzer? I really like the Polar Springs. They have like a blueberry lemonade one. It's delicious. Oh, so I was also going to ask Brand. So you go Poland Springs? Yeah, Poland. Yeah, not Polar. Okay, mm-hmm. Poland Springs. All right, there we go. Yeah. All right. So as we get into the heart of the summer, and this I this is the part of the podcast where we dip out of the clinical world. I'm just curious about your yeah. interests. So favorite things to do in the summer. Okay. Hiking. Ooh, okay. Traveling. It's a goal of mine this summer to go to like a few new beaches because I live um, in northern Massachusetts, right on the New Hampshire uh, border. So yeah, definitely just going to the beach, hiking. What else? Eating ice cream. Big ice cream fan. All right. Favorite flavor? Um, I'm boring. It's chocolate chip. 
That's not boring. My favorite's vanilla. All right. every, every, I, I get it every time. I don't really no, switch it up. But. but you know what you like. Yeah. Because if you yes, go outside yeah. of your comfort zone and you're fiending ice cream, you might eat something that you're not happy with. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So if you go hiking, you travel some this summer and you have chocolate chip ice cream, that would be a complete summer for you. Oh, yes. All right. And uh, I think... I'm going to make you the official hydration expert of Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. Sounds good. <laughs> so Katie Cooper is our health coach. Megan Aponas is our hydration expert. Have fun. Yes. Have fun this summer. Thank you. Yes. So for Megan Aponas, my name is Jim Shear. Thank you for listening to Fox Rehabilitation's Live Better Longer podcast. This is the season finale. We will be back in September. So to all of you, or all of y'all, or all of yins, have a great summer. 